Well, that was the uh, what happened already. So what's next? What's next? That's the question, right? What does 2022 hold in store for you? What does 2022 hold in store for your family and for our church, for this community? In the ministry and the lives that we live, what does God have for us? And here's the answer. I don't know. Sorry. I, I don't know. And that's probably by design. But here's what I do know. I know that we don't have to worry about it. We don't have to spend one second in anxiety or worry for what is going to happen because God is with us. We spend a world of time worrying about life, don't we? It, uh, it, it makes sense from a human perspective, right? We all get it. We all deal with stuff that we all have responsibility for things that we worry about, right? We stay up late worrying about our kids, uh, where they're going, what they're doing, the decisions they're making. Are they going to live for Jesus? Are they going to make the right decision in this job? And, and it never stops. It doesn't matter if they're 4 or 44. You sit up and you, you worry about your kiddos, right? We, we worry about paying the bills, just simple everyday stuff, right? That, that God's going to provide enough for the end of the month and that we continue to be able to live for. We worry about whether we're going to get sick, that's a huge one these days. Whether, whether or not we're going to be uh, protected from all the germs, not even just COVID, just all of them. And uh, we worry about this massive list of different things in our lives. And, you know, listen, in creation, it's our nature to worry. Okay? Humans worry, obviously, about lots of stuff. Because there's an emotional attachment to what we experience, Right? And this is completely separate from our spiritual life. It's just the humanity of us. But even animals, you know, they're instinctively on edge all the time because they know that something's going to try and eat it, right? They're just, they worry. They're always looking over their shoulder. They always got their nose in the air trying to figure out what's coming at them next. And it's driven, a lot of it is driven by the sense of control, right? We like to be able to know what's going on. We, we want to be able to control all the variables that uh, come along in our lives. And, you know, if the last 21 months have taught us anything, we literally have control over nothing, right? So um, you might, for a moment, there's, there's some aspects of things we, we got in our hand and we're good, but just wait five minutes uh, and something in your life will come undone. That's just the nature of how it works. So we worry. We can, we're, we're concerned uh, we fear, right? We fear what could happen, what might come to pass. But Jesus has an opinion about worry. And uh, he shares it in what uh, is basically his bottom line ser sermon, okay? And we call it, it's the sermon that kind of shaped his ministry, and it's called the Sermon on the Mount. The Sermon on the Mount is really just Jesus teaching all those that were listening, and it didn't just happen out on the mount, okay, on the mountain. Now, we find this in, in Matthew, uh, and, and you can actually, we're going to be in Matthew chapter 6, if you'd like to uh, find your way to that spot right now, uh, Matthew chapter 6, verse 25. But Jesus is teaching all those that are listening. 
And he's teaching this normal, everyday people of his time, just like today. Okay, you're just normal, everyday people of this time. And he was sharing about all the things that they were dealing with. Okay, and if you go through the Sermon on the Mount, it's full of um, all kinds of different things. Worry and um, you, you name it, divorce. There's uh, oaths, uh, how to love our enemies. He talks about prayer. He talks about giving to the needy. It just goes on and on, how we judge each other, right? We don't do those things, but this is what he talks about. And he shares with us, uh, he shares with those people in the, in the Sermon on the Mount from a brand new perspective that they were not used to at all. Um, they'd never heard it before. Uh, this is how the Sermon on the Mount kind of flows. Jesus will say, you have heard it said, but I say. And so that would have been a little red flag for a lot of people who, uh, at least the religious leaders of the time, okay? Because you have heard it said, but I say, well, what have they heard it said? Lots and lots of commands, at least 10 of them, that God gave to Moses a long, long time before Jesus was on the earth. But and then he says, but I say. So he was claiming that he had the authority to give commands just like God gave commands, which he did. But he shares this with a brand new perspective. And uh, so the Sermon on the Mount was also mo most likely also a sermon on the street, uh, the sermon at somebody's house. It was a sermon out on the lake shore, just depending on, and Jesus picked and chose what was appropriate to share, but it's all kind of bottled up in these three or four chapters of Matthew. And he shares these virtues over and over again through his, uh, through his ministry. And part of the Sermon on the Mount, Jesus teaches us about living a life of worry, and he compares it to a life of surrender, that how important it is to leave worry behind us. And so as we read in Matthew chapter 6, uh, verse 25, um, we all kind of unpack it from there. Therefore I tell you, do not worry about your life, what you will eat or drink, or about your body, or what you will wear. Is not life more important than food? The body more than clothes? Look at the birds of the air. They don't sow or reap or store away in barns, and yet your heavenly Father feeds them. They don't, uh, they, are you not much more valuable than they are? Can any of you, by uh, worrying, add a single hour to your life? And why do you worry about your clothes? See how the flowers of the field grow? They don't, doil, they don't labor or spin, Yet I tell you that not even Solomon in all of his splendor was dressed like one of these. And if this is how God clothes the grass of the field, that is, uh, which is here today and tomorrow is thrown into a fire, will he not much more clothe you, you of little faith? So do not worry, saying, what shall I eat, or what shall we drink, or what shall we wear? For pagans run after these things. And your heavenly Father knows that you need them. That's important. He knows what we need to sustain life. He knows this. That he knows what we need. But seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. And all these things will be given to you as well. Therefore, do not worry about it tomorrow, for tomorrow will worry about itself each day has enough trouble of its own. Seek first 
the kingdom of God. Don't worry about what's to come. And so this is kind of a hard concept to navigate, but I think we can all agree, right? The key point here and the key point in our life as Jesus followers, for sure, that we seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. I think we could all shake our head yes to that one, right? So this verse sets priority for our lives. And if, if you're not seeking first the kingdom of God, chances are your priorities are a little out of whack. And that's not by my design. That's what God says. And that's where worry comes from, right? This control issue. And so he talks about the things that, uh, um, that make us worry. And so are we focused on the right things? That's one question we want to ask. When we're, are we seeking first the kingdom of God? Well, do we focus on the right things? Are you trying to handle the trials of life on your own? Which means you want control, which means you're going to worry about it, right? Jesus gives us a list of things to, that, that we can focus on, right? We worry about what we will eat, that the provisions of life, just that every day-to-day stuff that we need to, uh, to wake up the next day. We worry about our bodies, like our health, our physical health. Now, we talked about that before, just... Are we going to get sick? Are, is, is, uh, our kiddos going to get? What's going to happen? And we worry about that. We worry about our clothes, but more importantly, the material things of life. Do, are we going to have enough of this? Is the car that I have going to get me to work? Right? Those sort of things, which I think we can all relate to those worries at some level, right? It's, it's in our nature, like we've talked about. When we focus our lives on the things of this world, we will find exactly what we're looking for the things of this world. But if we seek first the kingdom of God and His righteousness, all these things will be added to you as well. We'll talk about that in just a second. But, all, you know, what will you eat? Well, God's going to provide that. He knows what you need. He said, Matthew states that right there. With the health concerns that you might face, God will manage. Doesn't mean that we won't get sick. And it doesn't mean that we won't lose people that we love because of health issues. It, it's, it happens, and that's sometimes God's way of healing us, is saying, come on to heaven, because I guarantee you they're healed there, right? And it means that God is able to provide what's necessary to restore us if we face those health issues, okay? So what, what will we eat? What, will, what about our health? What will we wear? Well, God makes a way for all of those material things that we have to have, the clothes, the food, uh, transportation, a place to live, right? And we'll, we'll have our basic needs provided if we seek first the kingdom of God. So the key is this. The key is in seeking, okay? How you look at things, the, the way that we perceive what's going on in front of us, how we unpack that. The key is in seeking, because later on, um, he says that if you seek, you will find, right? Knock it. And so, we, uh, if we seek the immediate satisfaction, we talked about this a little bit uh, before when we were talking about joy and, and happiness, um, we're going we're gonna to miss the long-term blessing that God has for us. If we try to take it in on our own and just make ourselves happy for short doses at a time, we're going to miss what God has planned for us in the long term. And if we seek with a selfish-minded attitude, then we're going to miss the fullness of the blessing because we're going to think it's on us. 
And uh, we've already heard today that, listen, God's got this in, in under control. And the things that are going on in our lives, and the way that he's weaving us in and out of his plan together, um, we will miss the fullness of our blessing if we try to just do it on our own and we go and do what we want to do. And, and if we seek to accomplish peace and joy on our own, then we will totally miss what God wants for us. Because he wants us to be at, at peace. He wants us to find joy. Those are all fruit of the Holy Spirit that's within us. Those are the things that if we're living God's way will be evident in our lives. But if we seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, God will provide what we need. And he'll give us all these things, that the all these things part, right? The food, the clothes, the basic needs, our health, just name, keep naming the things that Matthew talked about that Jesus stated in the, in the uh, Sermon on the Mount, that he'll just, he'll just give them those things too. All these things will be added as well. That's what it says. By seeking with godly priority, then we seek first God's kingdom. That's our first priority. Then we receive the blessing that goes with it. So our future... If we seek first the kingdom of God, it'll include all these things. And we like all these things. And we seek, through, uh, we seek God's kingdom in different ways, right? We seek it through prayer. We seek it through Scripture and applying that Scripture to what God is doing in our lives right then. And we try and make, it, uh, make our lives look like what Jesus says here, right? And, and then we seek it through worship. We did it today, and we worship in lots of different ways, don't we? We seek it in the relationships that we seek with each other, okay? And the godly counsel that we have with each other and, and discipleship. So in 2022, moving forward, we're going to start the year seeking. And hopefully it's something that we just always do. But we want to start the year seeking the kingdom of God first. We're going to focus our hearts on His priorities. We're going to focus our hearts and rearrange our priorities. What's important to God? Is that important to us? And do those things match up? Do they, do they line up? Are they the same? That's where we want to be. So it starts with prayer. And um, for, so for the first few weeks, maybe month, maybe two months, we'll just see where God takes us. We're going to really focus our hearts on prayer. And we're going to hone our personal prayer lives. And we're going to see how uh, Jesus taught us to pray. And we're going to talk about what prayer can effectively do in our personal lives. We're going to hone our corporate prayer time. And we're going to come together as a church and, and just hand God the keys to this ministry and this community and see what he'll do. Because I anticipate great, great things if we do this. We're going to give an opportunity to engage God on a personal level. That's, that's where it starts, right? That we seek first. And we want to make prayer uh, more than just this grocery list of things that we want or we need. Uh, we want to be more intentional than that. Those are important things. Don't get me wrong. We have a list. 
And a lot of times, it's similar for all of us. We're going to pray for our kids. We want to pray that they do well in school. We're going to pray for our family, that they stay well, and they, they're successful. And all of those things are important to God. But we want to make it more than just this selfish, God, I need, God, I need. We want to be intentional about praising Him in our prayers and thanking Him for all that He does to provide for us. We're just going to be more intentional about praying circles around our lives. And we'll talk more about that in the next few weeks. But as we enter the new year, we have the opportunity, okay? We have the opportunity because of our priority on prayer just to, to overwhelm our community in the next few weeks and months and year to come. Because of our obedience, because we're seeking first God's kingdom and His righteousness. And all these things will be added as well. We need to remember that part. The opportunity to serve our community more. The opportunity to reach more people. The opportunity to take the name of Jesus to our neighborhoods, to our businesses, to our schools, and anywhere else that we have the opportunity to do that. We plan to begin this process um, by making some, some changes just to our physical plant, our facilities here at the church. We have a great facility, amen? Yes, and, and it's fantastic that we have the opportunity to serve and, and uh, do ministry here. But in order to do better, to help, us, to help propel us into what God is going to do, remember, if, if we are all going to have another 51, 77 new people this time next year, we want to be able to serve them and minister to them, and do it in a way that's beneficial to their relationship with Christ. And so the, uh, the idea is to share the gospel with as many people as possible, with as many families as we can. And this has come, this, this idea that we're, that we're getting ready to unpack is, uh, has come with a lot of prayer already. And one of the results of those prayer is that our church board and your pastor have decided to move forward on what we're calling uh, the Finish and Future Project. It's the Finish and the Future Project. And this is going to address a few different areas, right? So first, we're going to finish some of the positive changes that have already uh, started. Okay, remember many of you back in the end of August, early uh, September, we painted the foyer and we got it all cleaned up and it looks really nice. We're going to finish that out. Okay, we're going we're gonna to continue to decorate, put some new furniture in there, and make it a welcoming place because it's the front door of our church, right? Many of you, when you came the first time, experienced our church in that area right there. So we're going to make it hum, uh, warm and welcoming to everybody who comes in. We're going to address the office areas. If you're not, uh, we, we moved our offices up to the front so we could have a front door presence during the week, right? Right next to the street so people could come in. We've got a few extra projects to kind of wrap up there. We're going to address, uh, finish out the youth area, the anchor youth area, which started back in, J in July. And there's just a few more things that we need to continue to add so that when uh, our youth group, which has grown since the beginning of the school year, that when it continues to grow and our kids continue to invite their friends, it does what it needs to do for all of them. Sound good? So good? So far? Good. And then uh, we're going to usher in the future. 
the finished part, we're just going to wrap up some details that, we've, that we kind of left undone. And then we're going to look to the future. Good things that God is going to do. And we're going to do some strong upgrades to our facility as well. And, uh, and, and prepare for what he has in store. We're going to do some work in the Potter Beef area, uh, in the restrooms. We're going to remodel those. I think that if you've been in there, you understand why. Okay, it's just old and run down, and it's time to do those things. Um, we're going to upgrade our Power Kids area. Um, we have great people in place leading our Power Kids and our Anchor Youth, and we want to make sure that our facilities parallel that so they have all the resources that they need in order to minister to our kids and our youth. And we're just going to do some general updating around the church. We're going to um, address some sound issues we have here in this, the lighting issues that we have here in this room. And on and on, there's, there's just a lot. The building's 46 years old, and so am I. And I know that I need maintenance, okay? And just normal upkeep. And if we leave ourselves uh, unattended to for quite a while, it gets, things get run down, things get old, and we want to be able to replace those things. Um, and so we're going to do that. Next week, I'll have a handout for everybody um, that kind of will detail what's going to be addressed and all of those things. But God has great plans for our future, and these updates will help to facilitate that. He's got some in- incredible blessings in store. I think that you can see that for you he has, and, and for your family and for our church as well. So we're going to make every effort to put our priorities in the right place to seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. And then all these things will be added to you as well. And and we do this with intense anticipation of what God's going to do. And part of next week is going to be talking about our goals, which is normal during the beginning of a year, right? But just a little sneak peek, our goals is going to be who, who are, who's, gonna, who's God going to bring into our life that we can ask to come? Who, who's gonna, God going to cross our paths that we can invite to be a part of His church and grow this ministry in, in this, in our, grow our church? And listen, if they don't come here, that's fine. The idea is not that we populate Sunday morning at 1045. The idea is that we populate heaven. And, and that's our goal, to extend grace, show love, serve others. And that might mean, that might look like never having someone come here to, to find their way with Jesus. But the key is that they do, that they begin to seek first the kingdom of God, that we are disciples making more disciples. And we want to be able to do that in this, in this room, in our small groups, in our youth, in our kids, in everything that we do. We want to have it with an eye towards showing people the gospel of Jesus Christ. And we want to do, uh, be a little more intentional about it today as well. So we had a time of directed prayer for what happened in the past. Well, we're going to do it again, but we're going to look towards the future. And so um, as we launch into this new year, we're just going to ask God to, to be with us as we seek Him first in our lives. So if you want to um, return to your posture of prayer that best suits you, um, we're going to take some time and pray all together again in a directed time.
And then we're going to sing one more song, and then we're going to be done. It's the last Sunday of 2022, and uh, it's going to be a great, great year, and God has great things in store for us. So let's all bow our heads and close our eyes, and let's just take a second to to, uh, pray that God will guide you personally in this new coming year, in 2022, that you will seek and God will guide you in your paths this, this year. We want to pray now that God will use you in a brand new way. In, in the next 12 months, that God will use you. Maybe it gets you out of your comfort zone. Maybe it's something that you've never even heard of before, but that God uses you in a brand new way this year. As we continue to seek God first, we want to work on our spiritual lives. And so we want to, want to pray that God will develop a, a new spiritual discipline in your life. Maybe it's a rededication to prayer. Maybe it's fasting. Maybe it's meditation. Whatever it looks like to you that God will develop a new spiritual discipline in your life to help you seek Him first. We want to ask God to move. So we ask you to pray today that God will move in your life, in your prayer life, in the way that you seek Him through Scripture, in your relationships. And as you look to disciple and be a disciple that's making more disciples, that He will move in your life today and this year. Finally, we want to ask God to give us courage. Cheryl, she, she read the scripture that we, should, that we should be bold and courageous. But, so we just ask God to give us the courage to express our faith in a brand new way this year. Father God, we love you today and we look forward to how you're going to use us as individuals, as, uh, as a church. But Father, we, just, we, we look forward to how you are going to um, help us to seek you first. That we get our priorities in line and that we don't worry about what could happen, but Lord, we just rest in knowing that you are with us and that you will bless us 
if we seek you first. And Lord, as 2022 arises, uh, arrives here in the next week, we, we pray, Father, for the great things will you just leave in your hands that you'll use us to be an instrument that spreads the gospel throughout our community, in our homes, in our schools, in our businesses, in everyone that we interact with, whether it's personal or impersonal, Father, that the face of God will be recognized in Emporia because of what you're doing in the lives of this church, in these people. And as we pray, God, we just pray your blessing that you will keep us and bless us in 2022.